The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving. I'm hosting Loving That Sports Talk today. And um, like my friends say, you know, it's hot down here. Um, I got a good friend on the line I grew up with, Edgar Garth. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here, love. What's going on, baby? How much? How you doing today? Man, good, man. I can't complain. Well, happy with it. I'm glad you're on. You know, I know your time is short, and, you know, you, your parents came down to visit. But, you know, I just like people, you go out and tell people, you know, where you're from and, you know, what you do now and all that. Oh, man, you know, we came up together. I'm from the same place, same neck of the woods, Robbins, Illinois. Did a little high school things together, and everything is good, man. Living out in Colorado now, but... You know, you just mentioned it, man. My moms and pops got in this morning, man. So I don't think they hit this in Colorado, but I'm going to be sick for the next couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what's good? I'm glad I have you on there because I like you to tell all the listeners this. A lot of people say when you grow up in a bad neighborhood or the culture and all like that and the neighborhood ain't that great, um, a lot of people don't seem to make it out of there. You know, they turn to be in jail. or That's not true, you know, because like where we grew up, you know, go explain, you know, that. Yeah, well, you know, when we was coming up, man, it's it's funny you mention it. Uh, Dwayne Wade put it out there a couple times that he was from Robbins, but that was known as one of the, the hottest cities, you know, in the Chicagoland area when it came to the drug trade back in the days. You know, and uh, if I recall, man, you remember how I got up out of there. I left there and went to Philadelphia with you. So I know it's uh, time and place, man. It's, it changes good for anybody if you, you know, you're not looking up the right road, man, but... You know, you know how that was, man. We came up in it together. You was fortunate to get up out of there on some on a different level, you know, with your career and stuff like that. But then you never forgot about us either, man, because you remember when I left, what I leave with, love? A suitcase and threw it in the back of your car, didn't I? Yes, you did, yep. <laughs> and haven't looked back since. So, man, it's, uh, I mean, for me it was a, a changing environment that I think did it. But, you know, to each his own out there, you, um, it's always a way out. So I'll leave it at that. Well, uh, the thing that was good you made that point because a lot of people say kids grow up and there's no way out besides sports, but there's other ways out, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, um, you came and got me, and knowing, um, like I said, I wasn't on nobody's team, man. I wasn't starring on no college level or nothing like that, man. So, you know, we just came on and did what we had to do. But you know, you, like I said, you you grew up with us, you know. School bus rides, the laughing, the joking, the practice afterwards, and all of that, and you know. But uh, sports, it's a key to some, 
You know, but then when you look at the jobs and stuff, NBA, what they got, 300 jobs they can offer you. Right. And also your chance on, you know, landing that, you have to be talented. And speaking of that, that the sports, man, how about them Bulls? Oh, come on now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I do got to give it to the Bulls, though. They are doing good. I'm, I'm glad they're doing better than Miami, though. Absolutely, man. Everybody talking about them, but uh, that's the team in the East. They took the number one spot. And also, you know, Boston got to come on with it, man. They got to get them Band-Aids and stuff off Shaq and, and see about that Geritol for KG and all them cats, man, and bring the noise because the Bulls ain't no joke this time out. So so you saying the Bulls aren't winning or are you saying Miami? Come on, Niagara. I, I'll, I'll take Chicago coming out of the East. I, would, I mean, if it's up to me and they playing the way they play, you know, they got to get Boozer and, and uh, Joe Kim Noah. They got to stay healthy. Uh, because that's that one-two on the inside. But, you know, I don't know, man. Everybody can sleep if they want to. If they're not careful, Derek Rhodes, yeah. a lot of highlights this year. Okay. But let me let me ask you this question, though, Edgar. Uh, what did you think about that LeBron thing? You know, you're looking at, like, was that? do you create a team like that or do a, a team create you? You know, like the Bull with Michael Jordan, Scotty was drafting like that. He wasn't on another team and said he wanted to play with Michael, you know what I'm saying? Like LeBron wanted to play with Dwayne. Do you create a team, or do the create the team create itself? Well, it's a it's a player's market now. It's just like everything else that's going on. And then these cats, you know, a lot of them trying to win titles. You know what I mean? So if that's what it takes, it took Mike them a long time to do that, man. We was there with them, you know. And then it was. Uh, I'm happy that they made the decision for themselves as opposed to the owners and stuff. You know, because if you get into that history with Mike and Scotty, them contracts and stuff that they had and what they had to go through, the money they generated to the league, you know. Right. I mean, that was, uh, I mean, you know, Charles Barkley, all of them cats, Patrick Ewing, I guarantee you if they had an opportunity to play with Mike to win a title, ask him and see what they say. You know, so, I mean, times have changed, and they just in a situation now where these young and up-and-coming superstars are able to, to dictate what they want to do and, and how they want to do it. And know is it wrong? I couldn't say that, you know. I'd like to be in their shoes. <laughs> but then at the same time, you know, if if they're all about winning, you know, they've already sacrificed it, so we know it's not a money deal, you know. Right. They sacrificed money. They left money on the table for that matter. And also if it was all about the money, then you either saw that, but... You know, they put a team together and, and, and stayed, you know, within their budget to bring some players around them. Uh, Udonis has to them, got to get healthy. They're going to need him, you know. But then, uh, like I said, I'd, I'd rather see it be the Bulls in the heat, you know, just like, I mean, look at what New York did. They're getting ready to be a rivalry again. So, I mean, I'm not mad at them guys, you know. I'm happy for them, you know, because they're able to dictate their life and how they want to live it. You know, it's a career. Uh, you know what, I guess I'm glad you said that because we got another call line. Robert Mitchell, are you there? James, how are you, man? Good, how are you today? Good. Hey, how you doing? What up, idiot? <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, man, you out, you out the hood right now? <laughs> oh, no, man, I wish I was. I'm, I'm at this job trying to make the donuts. I need some flour, bruh. <laughs> trying, trying to keep this grease out. I got to get these sticks to flip. It's just, it's just funny how small this world is. I was talking to Midget and he was telling me that you live in the same area where he live in. Yeah, man. Um, 
I've been trying to run, man, because I've been running into a couple people, man. Uh, you know, Dabby was down this way for a little bit, and he always talking about midget and, you know, smitting them right up the street in Fort Collins, man. We just never had a chance to break bread. But, you know, uh, the grill is hot, the beer is cold, midget, whenever you want to do it. Green Valley Ranch, baby. <laughs> the GVR. <laughs> well, Midge, before, you know, uh, what Edward was saying about the Bulls and all like that, I don't know what fan you are of that, but who is your team? Man, you know I'm a fan of every team in Detroit. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, I, I even claim the Lions. <laughs> I think I've been claiming the Lions ever since I moved out. Ever since I'm with the Wyoming, man. I've been, I've been screaming for them Lions. I'm going to tell you all this right now, and everybody listening. The Lions will be in the Super Bowl in 2012. Okay, Rex Ryan. He sounds like Rex Ryan now. <laughs> but let me tell you this, man. Every year I, I put in vacation for for uh, Super Bowl weekend, that Friday and that Monday. Uh-huh. And, uh, and my boss answered me. He said, uh, now, now, Robert, um, why do you, I'm, I'm interested, why do you put in vacation? Every year you put in vacation for this time of the year. And he's a big Broncos fan. And I said, Dave, I said, look, when the Lions go to the Super Bowl, there ain't going to be any reason that I cannot get there. So I'm putting in the vacation whether they're going to make it or not. So now, I'm I got the vacation. I got this question. When do you retire there? Because your retirement will be about time the Lions get to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. Hey, love. You go that, Eggie. Hey, he probably got a standing order for that Pepto Bismarck with that upset stomach he's been having over these years. <laughs> well, hold on. You know what? Uh, the last few years, I didn't really have to have the Pepto because uh, after the first three or four weeks, I, I know it's I know it's the, the season's over, and I just go on to college football at that point. <laughs> yeah, but you know, on the real low man, Detroit is—they looking better. You know, it's a few games that they had, man, because I was watching them, too. And there was a few games, man. They they still losing. They need to learn how to finish games, you know. And NFL, man, field goals don't win until it's at the end of the game. So if you don't have to play right. for a field goal, don't play for one. But they've been looking they've been looking decent. They've been building a team. And then that big cat, where did he come from, Nebraska? Yeah, uh, what's his name? That Sula? defensive tackle. What's his name, man? I can't think of his name, Amakin. man. But he, Amakin, too. Yeah. That's him. Oh, man, please. And so you can build a defense around that. So they, they still got their little working stuff cut out for them. But, I mean, uh, I wouldn't say 2012 midget, but I give 2015, man. They're going to be right uh, in the mix of things. No, I'm going to be an old man by then. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I, I wouldn't give them that. I mean, uh, it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. I, I, yeah, say, I say 2015, man, they'll be in a mix of things, man. They'll probably be a, a, a eight and 8 squad around that time. Yeah, yeah, I can see yeah. that. Oh, no. Oh, no. Look, man, they finished, they finished with a four-game winning streak last year, man. The last team to beat Green Bay, and they beat Absolutely. them up. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but, but love, dig this, man. You knew I was short for time, bro. Well, go ahead, though. I appreciate you hey. coming on, though, Edgar, please. Hey, Thanks. man, we can set this up again, man. Just let me know when. Hit your boy up. All right. You still there, love bro? Love you, bro. All right, Edgar. Hey, man, we'll get together, man. Love, when you get off air, man, shoot on my stuff. I sure will. Hey, love you, Nick. I love you, bro. Let's uh, go. I'm glad you're on, Robert, because I've been getting this question a lot. A lot of my listeners want me to talk about this lockout. 
What do you think about the lockout? Well, look, um, James. A lot of people think that the uh, that the players are being selfish in this situation. Now, I've never played uh, professional football, but I I played football from the age of nine all the way all the way through college. And I'm gonna tell you right now that uh, yeah, these guys get paid, but they don't they don't get paid the type of money that uh, that the general public thinks. All they hear, all the general public hears is uh, this guy making two million a year and three million a year, or he signed a eighty-five million dollar contract. But what the general public doesn't understand is these players sign these big contracts, and they get a small percentage of that guaranteed. Okay, once that guaranteed money is gone, it's gone. Uh, they can get cut. It's, it's just not what the general public thinks. So when you ask me what I think about the lockout, I think the players deserve more guaranteed money. And quite frankly, I think the players would take less or smaller contracts in order to get that money guaranteed because that's big. So my my answer to your question is I think the players should hold out for a better deal and um, – and hopefully they get it. Well, I'm, I'm glad you said that with the guarantee because, like you say, it's not like basketball. Basketball, they guarantee their money. You know, football, they're not guaranteed that money. And like you say, if a contract says $56 million, they're not getting $56 million, you know? Right. So, you know, right. but but I still think, though, Robert, though, both sides are being greedy, you know? Well, there, there's no doubt. There's no doubt that both sides are being. Well, hold on. No, no, no. Let me take that back. Uh, I don't think that the players are being greedy. I mean, I hate to, I hate to say that because these guys are millionaires. We're talking about the half and the half mores. But at the same time, we're also talking about a highly, highly specialized group of employees. Okay, if we're talking about if you equate this to a, uh, let's just say that uh, you got a UPS delivery guy or a United States Postal Service worker, and and that person wants to go on strike because they don't have a because they're not getting a lot of money or they're not getting paid what they think they should get. Well, you have thousands, even millions, of other people in the world that can do that person's job as well or better than the person in the job already. Hold on a minute. Go ahead and hold that thought, and then we're going to take a commercial break. And when we come back, I want you to finish because I disagree with you. But this okay. is James Loving, and I'm hosting Loving That Sports Talk. i got my guest, Robert Midget, on the line. So we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. 
Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Welcome to Inside the Trenches, everyone, an interactive show that is sweeping across the nation here on Voice America Sports, simply with your host, 12-year pro football veteran, yes, of course, the voice of America, R. Cal Trula. We're bringing it to you. The day starts at noon, and so does Inside the Trenches, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, bringing you the ins and outs, letting you know what's going on in and around sports and also in and around your neck of the woods. So if you want to be on the show and you want to be a part of the show, simply go to InsideTheTrenches.com and let's make this thing happen for you the interactive show that is sweeping across the nation inside the trenches your show do you love sports talk can't get enough sports talk have we got a show for you it's about the nfl training camps super bowl previews a look at the new starting quarterbacks and weekly key injuries we'll take your calls and emails right on the air Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving. I'm hosting Loving That Sports Talk. And I got uh, one of my great friends that... Um, I love he called in. So we got a disagreement going on this NFL lockout. Robert Midget, can you finish up what you were saying, Robert? Okay. The what I what I was saying before we we went went on break is the these NFL players are highly specialized employees, if you look at it that way. They're not postal workers, they're not claim adjusters, they're not you uh, are your everyday run of the mill employee. These guys are highly specialized specialized employees. I kind of liken them to your, uh, your plastic surgeons, your, uh, your brain surgeons, uh, those kind of those people. You just don't find them everywhere. So when we're talking about uh, millionaires versus billionaires, yeah, I mean, it's kind of it, it, crazy to think of it that way, but these, these guys, these millionaires, don't have a guarantee that they're going to make all that money. Every other sport, major sport, basketball, baseball, basketball, basketball, baseball, the hockey, all have guaranteed contracts where football, uh, which is arguably the most profitable of the, of the top four sports, don't have it. And I think, I think it's, it's unfair and unequitable. Well, well, Robert, I agree with you on 
uh, some point of what you said in the moment, but, you know, we started to get into it when we was off the air about the health care. And I think the thing that what you were saying, a friend of yours that played, you know, Courtney or Penn State or whatever, but I think the former players are the ones that's suffering that they don't have health care. Now, I do agree with that because there's a lot of money in the NFL, and that's one thing they should fight for. Because when you're done, they don't care about you. Like you say, there's one guy here, six surgeries, you know. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. I have four on my knee, you know. Yeah. So, and, go ahead. Uh, so, it's not just about the money. It is about the, the health care. A lot of things that we as employees, regular people, we take for granted. We have, we have health care insurance. Uh, when we retire from our jobs, we will have some form of health care insurance. These players don't, and, and they have lingering injuries that, that get worse with age from playing this game of football. So, love, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm supporting the players in this. Well, I'm definitely supporting the players. I'm behind them. But what I'm saying is these, these um, active players right now got to look at when they're not playing like the guys is not playing. That's when you got to really look at it and try and get these owners to try and make that money for when you're not playing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, I, I understand totally what you're saying. Don't sit there and try and get the money for now because when you're done playing, you'll be sitting in the spot that we all sitting there saying, hey, why, we got no health care, Robert. And you said the one guy, Courtney, he had, what, six surgeries? Six surgeries on his knees, and he's got pins, steel pins in his feet. You know, and that's where I'm looking at saying that it's got to be somewhere. All these owners with all this money, they fighting on right now. Put that money away for when the players ain't playing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Just like you was making a point off the air, like when you you at your job, when you're done, they got somebody to come in and take you. You know, can you yep. explain that to the listeners, what you was telling me about that with Brett Farr? Okay. Uh, as, a, as a regular person with a regular 9-to-5 job, if I decide I'm going to up and quit my job or I'm going to retire, my company is not going to beg me to come back and work. They've got a hundred other people that are willing and able to do my job. Whereas you have Brett Favre, and I just use Brett Favre as a, because everybody knows Brett Favre. When he retired, you had teams begging him to come back. Minnesota gave him a pay raise to come out of retirement. That is a highly specialized employee right there. So when these owners are are talking about making money and 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 signing a new contract, the the players we have to as regular people have to realize that we're not we we shouldn't try and put ourselves in the players' shoes or put the players in our shoes because they are highly specialized employees who deserve to get paid. So, so, so what you're saying is these players supposed to be, they supposed to be special? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. They're specialized employees. They are the equivalent of your brain surgeons, your plastic surgeons, uh, uh, like that. Uh, they, these people get paid uh, based on the performance that they provide, okay? Uh, there's brain surgeons and there's uh, plastic surgeons out there, some good, some not as good. Mm-hmm. 
and you pay, you go to the best surgeon because of the person's reputation or because of that person's uh, proven ability to get the job done. Okay. Uh, the, the, the owners could go out. They could get you and me to come back out there, and, and they could pay us uh, a fraction of what they, pay, what they pay the good players right now, but the game wouldn't be as good. So people wouldn't come out and watch. So you tell me if, like, remember that year? I can't remember what year it was when they had the strike. They had the scab players. People would come watch them. They they came out and watched a little bit, but the game was not was not good. The game was not good, and the NFL would not have survived if they didn't have the best players out there playing. Yeah, but aren't these the same players that will go out and trial for the team that they just haven't had a chance? Does that sound right? Robert, yeah. I mean, just well, like, you know, don't get me wrong, just because you're on my show, but I think you could have played in the NFL. I, I think I could have. That's what I'm no. saying. So what would say you going out there to play that you're not capable of being out there? You know what I'm saying? Well, uh, I, well what you're saying is, uh, yeah, Robert Midget, you could have played in the NFL. You could have made it. You were that, you were that kind of player. Right. And, and I agree with you. However... How many other players, how many other superstars really didn't get, didn't really get, didn't really get noticed? I guess what I'm trying to say, love, is this. Yeah, I could have played. Was I going to be Lawrence Taylor? Absolutely not. Was I going to be a Lamar Woodley in today's game? Absolutely not. I'd have been a, I'd have been a guy out there that was probably fighting for a job every year. Uh, or fighting for a job every week. I'd have been coming to the locker room looking to see if my uh, my locker was was empty. Uh-huh. Okay, so uh, so so no, the league couldn't have survived with guys with the talent level of a Robert Mitchell. Couldn't have done it. Yeah, but but I I still don't agree with you because how many players you see Robert that comes in and like a Robert Mitchell but comes out at like a Brett Favre. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I do. And that comes become that comes from becoming playing in the NFL, getting experience. That you know what I'm saying? How would you know that Robert Mitchell wouldn't become a, a, a all pro? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, you know, you're talking to a 42 year old man right now. Well, we know you're old. We know you're old. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, if you would have asked me that 20 years ago, I would have told you, yeah, I would, I would, I was as good as the best, but. Uh, you know, reality sets in. I mean, to answer, I, you never, you never can answer your question. That question, love. You don't know who's going to uh, be a, a free agent and get in there and, and become all pro, and you don't know who's going to be a first round draft choice and be a bust. Right. But, um, but I don't think. How, I mean, how many teams are there? Uh, Thirty-two teams. There's sixty-five players per team. Yeah. Uh, what's that? I, I can't do the quick math, but that's. That's well over a thousand players, say two thousand players. Okay, I don't think you can have a as good of a game with two thousand replacement players as you could with the guys that we know are proven. Uh, there aren't that many uh, Tom Brady's. There's not that many uh, Peyton Manning's. There's not that many uh, big guys out there playing on the defensive line. There's not that many big guys out there like that that are in the league already. So uh, 
I, I, again, I'll stick by my, I think the, the players are right in, in, in not reporting. I think there needs to be something done about their, their contracts. I think there needs to be something done about their continuing health care. I think there needs to be something done about the rising cost of tickets. And then when you go to a game, uh, the, the concessions are out of this world. I can't even take my son. If I can get tickets to a game, uh, we got to get full before we get there because the hot dogs and the popcorn cause an arm in the leg. Yeah. Now, that, that's, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was talking to um, Sean Wiggins. You know, he played with us, and, you know, mm-hmm. and we were talking about that. It's like you can't even go to the games no more because it's so expensive. And, you know, like I was telling him when I was in the airport last week coming out from Chicago, I brought a hot dog and a soda. It was thirteen seventy five. Yeah. And just think what it is, and I was sitting and talking with um, Wig, was when you go to a game, I don't care what it is, everybody in there buy at least one thing. Am I right? Yeah. You buy at least one thing. And you figure that's like nine, ten dollars for one item. You do better stand at home cooking something. Am I right? You're, you're absolutely right. And then for you to get a good seat to watch the game, it's going to cost you about five, six hundred. Yeah, you don't even have to get a good seat. You get the seat way up at the top. You can seat way up at the top. They cost you big money. They cost you big money. Uh, love, you know that it's very uh, the this is what the guy told me one time. He said, Robert, the profits of beer can be uh, can be illustrated like this. You take your keg of beer, mm-hmm. you throw it up in the air, and everything that comes down. It's profit. Everything that comes down, what? It's profit. It's profit? Yes. <laughs> okay. The same with soft drinks. Uh-huh. Uh, so anytime you buy a drink, I mean, you, you, go, you go and buy a drink. I ain't talking about a beer. You buy a drink. It's $6. Yeah. Okay. For 32 ounces of any kind of soft drink you want, you want to talk about. I can go to a local supermarket here and get a whole liter for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Now you tell me who's getting robbed in that. Yeah, but isn't it the thrill of the game of being there at the stadium? Is that what they say? <laughs> well, you got to look at look at look at Super Bowl. You get a seat way up there in the nosebleed section. You pay at least a thousand for that. Easy, am I right? Yeah. What are you going there to see? Most people say just to be in the stadium, right? I, so, yes, you're right. As the owners and everybody know, if we were smart fans or smart people, they wouldn't go to the game because then the owners are like, wait a minute, we got to put these tickets down. Look at basketball. I can't think of what team. Maybe the Nets or something. They had nobody in the stands. So they start saying, wait a minute, we got a bad team. Nobody's coming. We lose money. Let's put these ticket prices down and get people in. You know what I'm saying? I, I do. So if the fans say, hey, I'm not paying $75 for a ticket, you know, it's way low, you know, but how hard is that to everybody to do that? You know, Rob? Yeah. You know, there are there are some diehard fans out there that really love going to the games, and, and I applaud them. Okay. I will be one, like I said, the Lions ever do make it to the Super Bowl, I will be one. That will be the one time where I would spend uh, more money than I should to buy a ticket to go see a team play. But other than that, uh, I, I prefer, quite honestly, to sit in front of TV 
watch replays, uh, put put it on the, the pod and then go get my drink or go to the bathroom and do whatever I need to do and get back up when I'm ready. That's because it's so expensive to go there, right? It's not because you don't want to go. It's because it's so expensive and you do better saving at home, right? Well, that that is one reason. Another reason, you know, love. I'm just one of those kind of guys that when I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I don't wanna, I don't wanna be in line and wait and get on other stuff too. So I'm a little antisocial too. But I tell you what, we gotta talk about that antisocial, you know, when you get back. But we gotta take another quick break, and we got Robert Midget online. Who I call Midge, and um, I got a very interesting question there. As you see where it puts you in the corner. But this okay. is James Loving, host of Loving Out Sports Talk. I'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving. I'm host of Loving That Sports Talk, and I got uh, Robert Midget, uh, we call Midget, on the line, you know, and uh, this is a good one, you know. I'm glad we we got you on this one, Rob, because um, we got a lot of disagreement on this NFL lockout. And I have a question that I want to. You was talking about the players' side, and I'm on the players' side with you too. And we was talking about, well, you know, let's settle this. And you were saying it'd be good for the players like me, Galen, Thaxton, Courtney, the ones that's not playing anymore for the health benefit and the long run and the money. But my thing is, when these players are playing and people go out. And the players like, hey, I don't want to be in the spotlight. I don't want to be, you know, always looked at while I'm in the club and go shopping, you know. Now they don't want the spotlight, but they make all this money. And you feel that, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know where I'm going with that? No, you, you're going to have to lead me down. You're going to have to keep on leading me a little bit. Well, I, I guess what I'm leaning to is you saying 
they should get all this money. Yeah, they're getting all this money, but I want my kid to look at them as a as a um, role model. You know what I'm saying? And these athletes don't want to be that no more because they want to go all let their hair down and be loose. But you got to be respectful in the community. And people got to look at you and say, hey, that ain't James Loving throwing a beer bottle in the bushes. or You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. We paying them as fans all this money because, like you say, when you go to that game and buy that soda and hot dog, you paying for that, right? Yes, we are. Um, you know, James, that that is a catch-22. Okay. Oh, oh. Uh, I got to hear this. It, Go ahead, it's, Rob. It's a, it's a yeah. catch-22. Uh, and when I say that, let me just say this. You Can you think back, and I want the listeners to think back to when they were 22, 23, 24. Mm-hmm. What were some of the stupid things you did at that age? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some of you may have thrown beer bottles in bushes. Some of you, as a matter of fact, I will go as far as to say 95% of you that are listening drove too bad, drove while you were a little intoxicated, mm-hmm. okay, uh, or been driving when you shouldn't have been driving, or you got into an argument with your girlfriend, mm-hmm. okay? Now it just so happens that the 22, 23, 24-year-old is a a millionaire. They're famous because they play football, and and now the police come, and now it's all over the news. Well, that 22, 23, 24, 25 year old is no different than most of us were at that age. Okay, so now now it sounds like I'm making excuses for those guys, which I'm not. None of us should be driving drunk. None of us should be pushing our girlfriends around. None of us should be uh, acting the fool out in the club or wherever it might be. We shouldn't be doing that. But the fact is, these are young guys making young guy mistakes. Now, if you want to curb that, put some uh, some clauses in the contract. Put the, put the dumb decision clause in the contract. If you do this or this or this, then this will happen within your contract, or you will be fine this, or you, whatever it might be. But but I, I gotta stop you real quick, Robert, because I, I can't. And this is oh, I gotta say this. You talk about how many of us at that age. That's a difference. You wouldn't do that at your job now. Go through a beer bottle, you know, because you gotta be professional, right? When you went yeah. in the field, you make all this money. You have to be professional. Am I wrong or right? We did that stupid stuff in college and all like that, but. You're not going to do that at your job, with your job now, right? Because you've got to be professional. They say, hey, that's Robert Mitchell work for, you know, State Farm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I do you know. Now, as an athlete, we know we go in there and we can't be in the bar um, or hitting on our women or doing all like that because it's a professional that we are representing, right? Our job, right? It don't matter your age or not. Now you at a job working, you got to be professional. Am I wrong or right? You, you're absolutely right. But however, you saying no matter what age it is, you still if you're working and that's that job. You, even if if you're in college, you still you still representing that college, right? Look how many yes, players yes. in college get in trouble and they represent that college. And the college don't want that bad finger on them, right? No, they don't. So it don't matter what your age is saying. You're doing stupid things. You do stupid things. A kid told me when I worked at a group home, it ain't a crime until you get caught. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's funny that he said. You know what I'm saying? 
Uh, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. However, James, uh, I, you know, when I get serious, I call you James. <laughs> Everybody be like, James. Hey, when I went home, somebody called me James. They go, James? I don't know James. You mean Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> well, now, I, I think we're I think we're kind of saying, no, we're not saying the same thing. No, we're not. Uh, well, what you're saying is the these players, they know they're in the spotlight. They are held to a higher standard. And I agree with that. And I agree they should be held to a higher standard. So I'm not making excuses for these guys. There's never a good reason to drive drunk. There's never a good reason to push your girlfriend around. There's never a good reason to just be a, uh, a dummy, period. There's really no reason for that. Okay, I, I get that. I understand that. Uh, I will be all for a, putting something in the contract for, let's call it a dummy clause. Okay, I'm all for that. But at the same time, we as people have to realize that if, we, if, if, if our sons or daughters idolize a 22, 23, 24-year-old athlete, we as parents need to be smart enough to explain to them why certain things happen and, and try to explain to our children that people make, in all professions, in all walks of life, make bad decisions. And we should learn from when, you, when, when we see one of our idols in handcuffs on TV or when we read about something they did, we need to be able to learn from that. That's our job as parents. Mm-hmm. Well, well, and I agree with you. Everybody makes mistakes. You're right. And I'm not saying that players shouldn't go out there don't think they're going to make mistakes. We we do make mistakes. But what I'm saying is be aware of what you're doing. You know what I mean? You don't be a Ben mm-hmm. Rossler and you go back in the bar and do the same thing that you just got in trouble for. That's, that's, that's what true. I'm saying. You know, and with all this money you make... You should know better. It's like athletes with the money they make, you know, getting a DUI. What is $100 to get a, uh, pay for somebody to drive you? You know what I'm saying? These are the type of things I was trying to say you without the age that they do stupid, but you still, age shouldn't matter. You got the money to go pay for you so somebody drive you home from a bar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do know what you're saying, James, but I, what, what you just said, uh, you, what you're basically saying is you've got these millions of dollars, so you should be smarter. That is not the case. I, I think you should be more aware. Okay. Yeah, you should. Somebody should be telling you this. But just because you have millions of dollars does not make you more aware, does not make you smarter. It, it should, Mitch. It, it, I'm not saying smarter. I think more money makes you dumber but <laughs> because you think you could get away with things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. That's why I'm saying that the money you you can take a you you can take a guy who's never been anywhere, never done anything, never experienced anything. Okay, and well, let's just call this guy a dummy, and you can give him a million dollars, and he's still going to be a dummy. He's still going to make dumb decisions because he haven't had it before. Well, even. Well, that's most of the guys what, in the NFL. What's, what's, I mean, you give somebody 
uh, apple. Never taste the apple before. He like, oh, that's the best apple, you know. That's, look at me. I mean, Rob, my first year there, I was like spending money like crazy. I never had it like that. You know what I'm saying? Taking everybody out, and you know what I'm saying, Robert? Yeah, I do. Do that's considered me as a dummy? No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying spending your money is dumb. I didn't say that. I'm saying making dumb decisions like driving drunk. Right. Uh, you didn't drive drunk because you had money. You drove drunk because you made a dumb decision. Whether you had money before or not, you just drove. You just made a bad decision. Doesn't matter how much money you had. The money didn't do it. No. No, you're wrong there. It was that I know that the money and your status would get you out of it. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't. I should have been more aware, of saying, you know what I'm saying? I could just pay this person a limo, hundred dollars. He gonna bring me home. You know what I'm saying? That that hundred I spent at that bar. You know? Yeah, but drunk people don't don't think that. Don't think like that. But with people right? with more money, should be more aware of what they doing. Am I right? And should be a little bit more smarter. Well, I. I, I have to disagree there because what you're saying, what I'm hearing you say is the money makes you more responsible, and it does not. You know what? Hold that, and um, I got the music in mind. So we're going to go on the break, and then um, I, I got to disagree with my best friend, Mitch. So this is <laughs> Loving Host and Loving That Sports Talk, and we'll be right back. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports are you a real sports fan get ready to talk football and anything else sports with kwame lassiter formerly with the arizona cardinals san diego chargers and st louis rams kwame's got the experience so he's prepared to talk sports with you Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. 
This is James Love. I hope you're loving that sports talk. I got Robert Midget on the phone. We all call him Midge. And before we get out of here, I want my listeners to know that um, one week Midge going to be hosting my show. So I'll be out of town. So you listeners out there, be nice to him. <laughs> And, and, I, and I think next week we're gonna have a great show. We're supposed to have a good friend of ours on too. So uh, Robert will be back, and we have another friend on there, uh, Dwayne Jones. He says his name Heisman. So we got a good story about that one. So next week be a great show to listen into, listen. But back to you, Mid. You know, we was talking about the money, and you know, when you was in high school, I think you said you drove, you drove, and you was drinking, but. I, let me tell you a story I did when I was in Philly. You know, I'm like, okay, you know, all these players, we get out of stuff. You know, I drove, and I was so loaded one night, and a trooper pulled me over. I'm like, oh, whatever, you know. I'm knowing, you know, the status and the money. So I give him my NFL card and, you know, go back to his car, and there was no way I should have been driving. Then he come back and say, you know, another car came, and um, it was a captain or whatever, sergeant, and he handed me this book. He said, can you sign an autograph for my son and, and let me go? See, that's the stuff I'm telling you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, I I agree that stuff goes on. I mean, you live in proof that that stuff goes on. Right. But that, see, you can't put that on the players. Okay? If that cop would have taken you in, you would never drive drunk again, would you? Yeah, but my point I was trying to make was, even when I ain't, I was a millionaire, but to my head, why didn't I just pay for me a limo? Why was I out there driving doing something stupid that could have hurt somebody? You know what I'm saying? And I could have okay. paid $100. I should have been more aware, you know. Okay, why weren't you aware? Because I figured your money and the status, I'll get out of it, you know. And that's what well, players you, do. So consciously, you consciously thought, I'm too drunk to drive, but if I get pulled over or if I kill somebody... Then, since I'm a since I'm a star, then it's okay. I'll get out of it. That's you consciously thought that. That's how dumb I was. Okay, so the money that you were making made you dumb. Yeah, made that dumb decision. Yep. It, it wasn't that you, since you had the money, you should have been more aware. It's just that you you thought you were above the law. Yeah. Exactly, and I'll be so, the first to admit it, and there should be other players to be the admit that too, you know. Yeah. Okay. So, so what? So what you what you're really saying is, uh, the the money makes guys make dumb decisions. Not that they because they have the money they should be automatically smarter or more responsible. I think they should be more responsible and be a little bit more smarter. You know, nobody's going to know if I go into a club, you know, that I know some girl come up here and I got to, you know what I'm saying, you're not going to know that. You know what I'm saying? So that's not saying you're not smart by going to a club because you got to go out. You can't, you got to, you know. But what I'm saying is put yourself in the right spot, you know. Don't put yourself in a in a room with just a girl, you know. Don't put yourself in a, a bad club where they're fighting all the time and they're going to know your name and try and rob you or, you know what I'm saying? That's the stuff I'm saying. You know, don't hide from the public. Well, I'm saying to be more aware, and then once you're more aware, you'll be smarter. You ain't got to be the smartest person. You can take that okay. dumb guy, like you say, give him a million dollars. He can't. He ain't got to be the smartest person, but if he's aware of what he's doing and where he's at and what's the consequence going to be, then he'll be smarter. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, I, I, 
what you're saying, I'm, I'm sorry, love, the whole time we've been debating this, I've been thinking that you were saying that but because you have the money, you should automatically have the wherewithal to be more responsible. Yeah, I do. But but you can't, but you can just because you give money to somebody or they earn the money, it's not going to make them automatically smarter. I think what I hear you saying is these guys need to act more responsibly because they are famous people. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I, I totally agree with that. I think they these do. athletes are above, like, surgeons. Did you say that? They're not just regular people. they like surgeons. And surgeons are special people, right? Did you not yes, say that? I said they're they're specialized employees. I didn't say they're special people. They're no they're no more special than you and me right now. But they are a specialized employee. You don't find them. You can't replace them uh, like you can replace another person at another job. If if we in a spot and you in this place and you standing next to Brett Favre, who are they gonna look at more? Brett exactly. They look at him more. That that don't mean that he's a better person. They look at him because of what he do, right? Correct. If you're in a hospital and you just a nurse and a surgeon, next, who they gonna look at? The surgeon, the right? Surgeon. Like that's yep. that's what I'm saying. So what? So what you saying is these people are above and they looked at different than regular people, right? Yes, they are. They're, they're not above others, though. That's what I'm trying to get out. They're not do you any better. Do you expect the best surgeon at UCLA to make a mistake on your surgery? No, I do not. Exactly. Do you expect a football player to make a mistake on the field twice? No, I do not. That's what I'm saying. So what I'm saying is you put these people in this high thing, then why should they go out in public and make a mistake, right? Well, well no. No. You just they, said they can make, make no mistake. They, they, no, no. The surgeon, that's his specialty. He shouldn't make mistakes when he's when he's operating on you. You, as a football player, shouldn't make the same same mistake twice on a football field. You shouldn't do it. But when you get out in the real world or the everyday world with everybody else, that's not your specialty. So you may make the same mistakes as uh, Joe Blow Plumber, or, or as they call him, Joe the Plumber. If I see the surgeon at the bar drinking, getting loaded, the night before my surgery, I want him to do surgery, right? If I see this player out the night before a game getting drunk, do you want him on your team as an organization? No, I don't. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> the, the same guy who delivers my papers, if I see him the night before getting drunk, uh, I don't want him, or I would be highly skeptical of him getting my paper to me on time, too. <laughs> okay. We ain't looking at the paper guys saying, Hey, sign my paper, right? <laughs> but but he's a but but he is a he's a person. If he's got a job to do, I don't he's expect not, him to get drunk the night before. He's not that person he that you put up to that high standard though. You don't put your paper guy up to a high standard, you put a athlete or a surgeon, right? I do not. That's that's two different things now. And now he's not making the kind of money either and I'm and I'm not paying big dollars. To have him do something, I may be paying him seven dollars a week to deliver my paper. So you look at him as, oh, he got drunk. Hey, he's just a paper guy, right? And that's how we yeah. look at him. <laughs> Am I wrong? Yeah. Right. No, that's how I look at him. Yeah, he's just a paper guy. But then you go and see a Brett and know that, oh, that's Brett. Probably shouldn't do that. He's a billionaire. He's showing up, you know. Am I wrong or right? That's what I'm saying. Well, 
He should be more of aware. You know, if I feel like I'm going to go out and get drunk or do like this and that, and I'm in the spot, do it at home. Nobody should see that. You know what I'm saying? The, the night before a game, yes. Yeah. If he's out on a Monday night getting loaded, all right, Brett, here, let me buy you a drink. Yeah. On a Monday night. Yeah, I But still, it don't matter what night with an athlete or a surgeon, they still going to look at you and say, hey, look what um, Dr. Jones was doing. You know, he's getting loaded. He got, I know he got surgery this week, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit there and look at. Uh, look at Daniel newspaper guy. Get low. That's all right. My paper gonna be like ten minutes late now. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. But just because just because the guy has money does not make does not make him make good decisions. Yeah. yeah. The the money is not gonna make him make good decisions. Right. You know, like you said, make him make dumb decisions. Right. You know what? I hate to cut you off, but I got the music. We got to end the show. But you definitely gonna be back next week, right? Oh, I'll be here. We have Robert in next week, and we're gonna have a little surprise guest, Dwayne Heisman Jones, <laughs> on the line. And uh, like I said, Robert, I appreciate you always calling in, and I love the show. You know, I like you know how we get our opinions out and what we you know, and it's, it's what we feel and what we think. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me on, man. I really enjoy I, I look forward to these days where I can call into your show and, and we can chop it up like we do. Uh, I like that, too. And actually, I think I might go to the movies tonight and grab some pop. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'll see you later. Right, man. I love you, man. I love you, too. Host of Loving That Sports right. Talk, and we'll see you next week. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.